Welcome to episode five of the Laced Up Show. This is actually the very first episode, if you're listening live, where we're actually recording this live. So if you guys are listening back, definitely tune into our next live stream episode. But I'm your host today, Chase, with my co-host today, Landon, and we have another jam-packed episode for you guys today. But Landon, let's kick it off with you. What do we got? All right. So our first episode today is going to be Clutch Sports, Rich Paul and New Balance are launching a new New Balance 550 collab. So long known as one of LeBron James inner circle of childhood friends, Rich Paul was part of an exclusive crew uh, referred to as the Four Horsemen that included himself, the basketball superstar LeBron James, Maverick Carter and Rich Mims. So each have kind of gone on to establish their own ventures. And Paul is the closest to the game with his founding of the fast growing Clutch Sports Agency, which since its establishment in 2012 has racked up an all-star roster of clients so to celebrate the hard work and achievements of rich paul new balance has worked with him to create a unique basketball centric capsule that kind of features the beloved new balance 550 design so these will feature a cream white upper navy blue accents and hints of yellow and baby blue and this 550 is further set apart with ample use of preparations at tone and tongue and ankle so you know this is going to make him the first agent ever to have a sneaker collab so you know just what are your thoughts on this collab in general the color scheme and even just the new balance 550 since you know we haven't really uh, messed with it too much uh personally you know i i don't mind the 550 model uh, i really do like the the collaboration what they did i don't know how much actually was involved with it i i do like the baby blue i think a lot of people like the baby blue and i think the resale kind of shows that it is reselling for you know, a couple hundred dollars over retail. So it's which is good right now with the way the, with the way the market is. Yeah. Shoes are almost twenty to fifty dollars over retail whenever you're uh whenever you're talking about just like resale value now before release date even. So Yeah, I I, I think it's a pretty cool collab. I I mean I don't really does does Rich Paul really deserve it is another question. I don't know. I don't really know a I'm about Rich Paul, like here's well, the let thing. Let me give you a few more, real quick, just just so you can, because I know that this is a little more my realm of like basketball and different stuff like that. So you know, like I said, he has a he's a sports agent, first agent to ever get a sneaker collab. I said all that already. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got like big name uh, clients, like Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, okay. Draymond Green. So like big name guys that a lot of other clients would like to have. So you know that kind of he knows what he's doing, and he even made big changes in like the basketball world because he changed like the entire former like landscape of like sports agency deals because at one point the NCAA was like uh, they required you to have a bachelor's degree to be a sports agent and he actually like they instituted the rich paul rule is what it came to be known as because he argued that like requiring a four-year degree from college all that's going to accomplish is like systematically excluding everyone who comes from like a troubled background right, like, right. for for people who college isn't realistic they instituted the rich paul rule where you don't have to have a bachelor degree to become a sports agent so i thought that was that was something that's really cool and i guess growing up he always had like a love for fashion but like never really had the resources to experience express it so he just wanted to create a shoe to inspire people to be themselves so that's kind of some of the background info on him and the shoe yeah i mean now you telling me that it kind of it's it kind of opens a door to like more, more like a different types of collabs because the only real person that i've ever really heard that's gotten a collab that isn't really either in sports or is a you know a celebrity would probably be like gary vaynerchuk and um you know with with uh who was it with um i can't uh, case Swiss. yeah case Swiss. i think I that was have the... him on right now oh do you really? i do i have him on right now i think uh 
I think those, I think JBK Swiss. There you go. Out there. Um, so it's kind of interesting because it's like I guess I would almost technically call him a businessman, and it's kind of cool. Sports agent though, so it's it is automatically related to sports, right? But like by association. I, but by the way you describe his his uh, story, I think he still would have gotten this collab even if if he wasn't associated with the NBA. So like if he was just like any entrepreneur. And he was coming up this way. I think he would have still gotten it. So I think it's pretty cool. I think it actually opens the door to a lot more different types of people getting these collabs. And um, hopefully he was actually pretty involved with with this collab. I other think than because that's that's what I really hope for is um, you know if you are gonna get a collab, they're not just writing off your Lights name on tie, it. Yeah, tie right. your name to it. Yeah, I just don't want it in money grab, but no, I feel you. But any more, any any other thoughts on this before we move on, Landon? No, that pretty much wraps it up. I just think it's a cool, it's just a cool thing because yeah. he. Uh, well, they actually released today, so hopefully we yeah, get a pair. Yeah, no, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. But yeah, moving on to that, what we got next? All right, moving on. Looks like uh, we got Nike is going to stop selling at one of America's largest shoe retailers. So Nike has just announced that they will stop selling at DSW as it cuts ties with many stores and shifts to selling more of its own products through Nike stores and, of course, their website. So Nike's finance chief, Matthew Friend, said in September that the brand has exited about 50% of its retail partners since 2017 and selling goods on Nike's own website and stores has has netted Nike more than double the profit it would have received from selling through wholesale partners. So now because of this move, you know, rivals like Under Armour and Adidas have been following Nike's lead by also pulling back in their retail partners and focusing more on direct to consumer. So Lana, what are your thoughts on this brand and Nike focusing on direct to consumer? Yeah, this actually has, I have two thoughts on this. The first one is uh, we used to do the whole, this is interesting. We kind of started to see it happening around the pandemic which is it would have been uh the this is 2017 so i mean pandemic was what 2019 2020. 2020 so yeah it was a little bit after that but we i'd be going to stores and we used to do the whole like walk into burlington walk into Marshall, oh, yeah. see if you can find something yeah, try and the grind. online something like that but uh you started to notice like all the product was getting pulled the quality was getting less and less until like now you go to almost any burlington ross and like marshalls and stuff and you're gonna find no nike no adidas or at least the most basic models like the stuff you'll find at payless yeah, superstars like like, just super just like super not high quality stuff and you used to be able to find kobe's and all different kinds of stuff at these stores so i thought that was interesting and this honestly uh it honestly kind of sucks in this aspect of whenever we were getting into this business whenever we actually op uh got this little unit that we're in right now we had aspirations of like we're gonna open up an account with adidas and nike and start selling their shoes and we were close with adidas but just from the way it looks right now it doesn't seem that it's gonna get much easier for you to kind of have your own brand and want to start selling other people's products is that the way that it looks to you? yeah so the way the way i've been kind of you know reading the market reading the room with these retailers i mean it makes sense like from their perspective it makes so much sense like I, I, we always wondered like why would you send these nice shoes yeah. to these didn't nike even start to dabble in their own like we're going to start selling our own used sneakers like we're not even yeah just yeah, yeah. Those. there was like, some article about that selling yeah our own used sneakers returns too. yeah like, so I think, I think in initially it was, so if you, if you guys aren't interested or, uh, just not informed on how the whole wholesale market works, usually Nike will s sell to a wholesale partner shoes at like 50%, uh, rate discounted. So if a shoe's retailing for a hundred, they'll sell it 
to the wholesaler for 50 and then the the wholesaler will then or retailer will sell it for 100 and so everyone makes their margin so it just makes sense from a nike standpoint like why would i sell it for 50 when i have enough people that are going to buy it at 100 i might as well just sell it at 100 and double my profits so i get that all the product in house but whatever made like when did these start happening when did you decide that you wanted to do this and then what made you actually realize like hey we're because Nike's been Nike forever. Right. Like Nike's been Nike for a long time. So I guess I'd be curious, like, when did they decide to start going to outside like consumers and what made them realize, oh, you know, we don't need to do that. We'll make, because I, from the jump, you should have known, like, if we keep our product and sell it for our price, we'll make more than selling it to someone else for half right. off and letting them sell it. Well, you can move it quicker, but you're not going to make more. So did they come up with a way to now move all their product quicker or are they just now saying, you know, we're good now? We It's maybe it's less of a headache. It's well, it's kind of a kind of evolving of how consumers act because you got to think like, you know, Nike's been around forever. And so how it originally started is, you know, there was no online shopping. You know, this is two back right, in 2000. Right. So we're about 20 years in. So <clears throat> so um, you got to think, all right, so Nike coming in, you know, the only way to get your brand out was to partner up with all these distributors, you know, all these partner stores, you know, Sears, Kmart, JCPenney, all these big names that's been around for almost 100 years now. And then that's how they started and, you know, worked that partnership. But now it's gotten to the point where Nike and all these bigger brands have a name for themselves. And, you know, also with online and e-commerce where you can actually just shop directly with them that it's gotten to the point where, and I'm sure, and their logistics is, Nike's logistics are great. I mean, you mean, we've bought shoes. The and, team is crazy. And we bought shoes and what, in four days we've gotten the shoe, which is, it's it's insane what they've been able to pull off. So I think that's why is they have more control now and a lot more, uh, just a lot more people are buying through Nike. So like, you know, it, you, you really have to make a difference if you really want to partner with Nike or at least any of these big, big brands you really have to kind of sh prove to yourself now it's not like nike doesn't need you guys anymore well yeah but do you think that nike is going to eventually hit a hit a threshold where they're like okay we used to have you know i'm i'm just gonna just break it down and use it in just like smaller numbers we used to be partnered with 50 stores even though it's infinitely more than that do you think they're like okay now we've cut it down to 25 once we get it to about 10 or 15 we're gonna stay there or do you think they're eventually gonna just try and pull everything to themselves and just run everything from their own from their own like specific because i feel like that was so i feel like there's a certain number of like retailers and yeah and partners that you're gonna want to keep to just continue to get because otherwise what you're talking about is having to build more stores if because you don't want to right like there is the a balance point, we're at the point where it's like you know everything is going towards online yeah but will we ever really get to a point where there's no such thing as in-store shopping because no I, never, that's never, what I'm never, never so it's like those places that you're either going to have to okay hey there's already a foot locker and a dicks here we keep these partnerships because they have stores built here we can continue to funnel to this specific area otherwise you're like hey pack up the crew we need to go build a nike store right yeah. next to these places because we're not reaching these areas we're not reaching certain stuff like that and that's even really small scale because we're talking about nike n-i-k-e nike like legitimately the biggest sports like the biggest brand in the world like, sports brand in the world and you can say the same thing with adidas you can say the same thing with like obviously jordan's part of nike but like these certain like you know top tier brands it's just i feel like they're just trying to do test out new things even because what they're doing now they could probably continue to do and never have a problem yeah so the way i see it is 
I agree with you. I think they're only going to partner with stores where they don't have a location. Direct so like location. that's why they have uh, they're going to continue their partners with the article says they're going to continue their partnership with Dix and Foot Locker. So the, just because I think they have distribution, but other than that, I don't see why they would s stop cutting down. Like I cuz like for instance Kith, like love Kith. I love what they're doing with them. They always do a great job like but i i could definitely see nike stop selling to kith would you imagine uh just for like transitioning it to hype sneakers and stuff like every single shoe every nike shoe from release day is on the sneakers app oh yeah every single no that's shoe. what they want that would be crazy that's what they want 100 percent. so crazy everyone at one time that's your only way to get the shoe no i i bet you in like 20 years that's exactly how it's gonna go dang man we got 20 years to figure it right. out right I know, but That's crazy. but moving on, Landon, what we got? What's our next article? All right. So, yeah, our next article is going to be Jason Tatum's shoe is on the way with Jordan Brand. So, one of the brightest young stars in the NBA, Jason Tatum, has ascended into the ranks of elite, having made at least two All-Star games and led, to the, and led the Boston Celtics to the playoffs. So, in recognition of his talent, Jordan Brand added Jason Tatum to their roster of athletes back in 2019, tapping him to help lead the flagship Air Jordan model. So, while that responsibility is an honor for any athlete, the ultimate goal is having a personal signature shoe, and Tatum is heading in that direction. So during an appearance on the Knuckleheads podcast with a fellow Jordan brand member, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, Tatum kind of teased that his Jordan brand signature shoe could be coming in the near future. So, you know, basically he said that he can't really give out the logistics or like the specifics yet, like of a release date, but they are working on it. So, you know, what are your thoughts on this, you know, potential J uh, Jason Tatum? shoe line with jordan you know i personally i'm not too much you know involved with the nba so when, when i hear this you know jason tatum i i don't really know who he oh, is gosh. so i mean that's just me i mean landon bugs me all the time he's such a big nba fan i mean all look right. look well, what he's wearing let but me, let me brush you up again then real but quick, so. I'm, I'm assuming he's a superstar yeah so does he a, does he, he is he worth a shoe I think he is. So, okay. you know, ever since uh, ever since they signed with like, Jordan? Jason Tatum okay. and Luka Doncic, you know Luka. Yeah, yeah, I know You Luka. know Luka at least, uh, kind of like a household name. But Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic, they both signed with Jordan around the same time. So ever since they signed, I've kind of been waiting on him to, uh, you know, make Get a, a PE. shoe line. Right. So I guess I actually had – this will actually transition into another good question that I have for you because it's more of a – it's more of like a broad basis type question. So, you know, with Jason Tatum's getting ready to start up a signature shoe line, uh -huh. you just kind of look around just like kind of how signature shoe lines have been for the past almost two decades, decade to two decades. So, you know, it kind of makes me wonder like just what signature lines could look like in the future because you have – all the uh you have all of the juggernauts from nike like oh yeah lebron yeah katie Kyrie, paul george when they retire are we gonna start to see because that's what it's been it's been like five lines from nike five six you had kobe's line from nike and then you got like what you got the dame and the harden from adidas but they're not even in double digits yet no you got they're young you yeah. got russell westbrook but he's about to be on five other than that, you just got Zion's brand starting with Jordan, but you got LaMelo Ball with Puma. So I'm basically starting to see like, you know, will we start to see other shoe lines like emerge and like take over Nike? Because what just from a signature line perspective, because I'm trying to figure out like Nike's got all these guys like you got Katie's on 14, LeBron's on 19. You got these double digits, Kyrie eight. You know, all these guys are higher than like, the, right. than like the Hardens than the from other brands. So. 
what that makes me wonder is Nike hasn't like mentioned a ton. I think their newest line would be Giannis at three. But other than that, you've got all these other brands are going to have athletes going forward. And it's almost going to be like flip, like Nike hasn't really introduced any new players you're about to sign. So here in a few years, whenever you have some of these other players out of the league, is it going to it's going to be like Adidas with already four lines? Yeah, like it's going to be Mitchell, Damian Lillard, Trey Young. Those those guys already submitted. You're going to have Zion, Russell Westbrook, potentially Luca. But like and then it's almost going to be like Nike's just got Giannis. Or maybe just another player who's still in, who's still actually playing. So how crazy would that look? I feel so like. the way I see that is like, well, you got to think that Nike and Jordan are together. Nike so and Jordan are together, but right? I, I just look at signature shoe lines. I right. separated right. just from that perspective. Obviously, it's all kind of falls under one brand. But whenever you talk about Jordan, you're not talking about Nike. When right. you talk about Nike, you're not talking about Jordan. I'm not talking about the Air Jordan One Max. No, no, no. It's the Air Nike Air Max One. Right. I'm not talking about the Nike Jordan One High. I'm talking about the Air Jordan One High. Right. So it's like it's it's the same thing, but I separate it whenever it comes to like the the finite details of like a shoe line. You know. Yeah. So uh, I th I think it is interesting. I mean, definitely. I don't know if Nike will ever lose its reign. I mean, the runner up would be Puma to take over the NBA just because of how many people they've signed early. But you got to think there's no way that everyone that they sign early is going to be a superstar. Well, that's the counter to that. I'd right. say the runner up is easily Adidas because you're looking at some guy like the, the hardest thing with the signature shoe is you got to, for most brands, you got to earn it. LaMelo ball just won rookie of the year. So if you want to call that earning it, okay, it's still early. I think it's, it's a preemptive. It's I think Puma's a little desperate and they happen to snag a guy early and it's kind of almost like a Zion kind of where like Nike went or Jordan, I guess Nike or Jordan, Jordan kind of went in hard early and then like now they're kind of questioning on zion zion was the biggest wild card to me because he so, has the he's the immediate like bang now like this guy's gonna blow up in the nba but he's also the biggest like question mark with health exactly so it's one of those things where it's like you need zion in the nba for at least five to ten years for like to get we get a thing it takes it. about two years to develop a shoe yeah, right. You so, know, I mean, a year to two. So you got to well, think. He was, in a year for, he was in the league for about a year and a half before he st before they started to get him his line. No, before they probably an announced it. Yeah, yeah. But I bet you as soon as he signed, they yes. were working on him. Yeah, no, they, he did talk about that a little bit you on know, the podcast. But it takes a while. So, so I don't know. I mean. I just wonder what the landscape Ad will look like. Adidas is okay. Could, is Nike going to start? Because you got like the all the all of nike's athletes aside from Giannis, like katie kyrie paul george lebron all on the back half of their career easily on the back half yeah paul george has a has a uh, smallest shoe line out of that at five has it or a youngest shoe line out of that at five and even he's like been in the league for a long yeah, time yeah, yeah like he didn't get this shoe line a few no. years in he yeah. got it like seven years in eight years in something like that so i mean it just makes me wonder like just what the signature like is nike i my main question is is nike gonna start to pick out a few athletes and be like hey let's get the ball rolling or if they already have i just wonder who they are i think yes but i also think that nike is losing footing and the playing ground is going to get level but overall no matter what if nike you know if these these players are going to eventually retire so obviously the playing field is going to get leveled because even if Nike signs and makes, you know, player exclusives of these younger, these younger talent, it's, you still got to prove themselves. And then people still are going to be like, I don't know if I should buy his shoe. Like it's going to take a few years. So I think, 
overall it's gonna it's gonna lay it's gonna level out where all these uh you know these all these teams or not teams but brands are gonna be in competition again there's not gonna be one giant but overall I think ultimate factor is you know whoever makes the best shoe is gonna succeed the best you know and that's that's been Nike for a long exactly. time exactly and it's honestly pretty it's pretty much stayed that way. I'll have to see how this the Lamelo Ball comes out like in a few days, like in a week, and then you obviously have you have Kawhi and New Balance, and the thing with that is they have a chance to. I wonder like if these brands are going to try and like start to sign one signature guy, like one big like Converse even signed Shea Gilgis, uh, who's it's like tough, a young though. guy from like Oklahoma City, but it's like there's only so many people in the league that are really going to like capture the attention of of like fans and continue and it's got to be prolonged success you can't you can't invest into a shoe line and then just have it dip you saw adidas kind of have to struggle with that a little bit with d rose well whenever like injuries kind of start to come into play but you know how early do you pull the but but what if you end up you know signing someone and then they end up walking before you get them a signature shoe like i know er early on like andrew wiggins whenever he went first out of uh kansas he signed with like Adidas and like they were doing all these uh, Andrew Wiggins Adidas stuff and John Wall Adidas stuff and then like injuries for John Wall. Just oh, yeah. All that shuts off. The, like I got a pair of John Walls over there. Just kind of all of a sudden just shuts down because you're not relevant. And then Andrew Wiggins goes from being the most uh, one of the, the next LeBron to averaging 15 or 18 and being like a good yeah, okay. average basketball not worth it. player. Like, yeah, it just, so it makes it really interesting. Yeah, two factors: you got to find good talent, and then you also have to make a good shoe behind that talent. Like, even if it's good talent, like you you're not going to be able to sell a good shoe. That I mean, you could, but like, but the way that it is right now, I feel mm. like it's almost you know you know what the good stuff is out there. Everyone's got to kind of try and create. It's almost like it, the sneaker scene kind of reminds me of like uh sneaker cleaning product like you know it's all out there you kind of have to tweak it up you have to make it your own right you can't take the nike Kushlon or the nike air no, strobe obviously and put it inside of the adidas right but like you got to just tweak it up a little bit you got to find the adidas boost you got to find the balance whatever works right the best that's true all, so i mean all shoes are gonna be to decent make a bad bad shoe right unless unless you really just put no effort into it but we saw adidas with trey young they put some suede pieces on there and stuff like that it was like, okay there's no reason to put out a bad shoe though right it's not a bad shoe they it was boost in it yeah they put boost in it but then also the lacing setup like you said is it's not good weird. so like it was weird in the traction didn't end up being that great so i think that's i mean there's a few factors so like that's kinda... that's tough though like that's your first signature sh like shoot you gotta go out on a bang and you mm -hmm. come out with an like an okay i think your first signature shoe and your second signature shoe like i talked about is like you True. put it out there you see what happens and then you make the tweaks that's uh, so why i would say the first and two, second signature shoe lines are normally like trying to figure out what's going to be the best playing experience and then you kind of like build off one of those two that's models. true but all yeah, right go ahead and move on so moving also. on we got a, a crazy out of this world you could say article so a custom new balance sneaker that's made with a 4.5 billion year old meteorite that's right so netflix and so the buy have uh came together and revealed a custom new balance 550. so this was created in celebration of an upcoming adam mckay film on netflix called don't look up not only are these sneakers featured or not only do these sneakers feature a rare meteorite, but they also will be rare because only one pair will exist. The meteorite is used on this custom New Balance was born over 4.5 billion years old years ago. And then the sneaker is actually released, is going to be released this December 17th for auction starting at $13,000.
So Landon, what are your thoughts on this sneaker? I mean, I have a picture right there, but it's pretty cool if you guys want to look it up. Uh, I think it's a cool collab, but I don't know. Would you pay 13K for a meteorite would shoe? I pay 13. Don't ask me. I, one of one. Well, I, I, if you had the money. If I had the money, yeah. The money. If I had the money, I'd pay for anything. If you had $14,000. If I had fourteen to my name. I don't know if I trust that. Yeah, 13K is too much. We're getting comments in the chat now. 13K is too much. I agree with that. But the shoe itself, the shoe itself looks cool. What did you say the design was? It's a 550. It's a 550. Yeah. So the 550, they're at least, you know, striking while the iron's hot. Right. With the uh, design. That's what, that's what you always kind of see. Whatever, right. the, whatever the popular yeah. model is, is kind of what you go based off of. But the design is super cool. The meteorite idea is nice. Uh, one of one. That's really interesting. I have an article that's like super limited coming up here pretty soon too. But one of one, it doesn't get more limited than that. Well, it's cool that it's gonna be for auction though. I can't yeah. imagine like, like uh, that. I'm assuming like, what did they make the shoe for like the main character to wear or something like that? Uh, that's going I think up for auction or is it just like no? A I think it's more of just like a publicity kind of stunt. Just like hey, we're gonna collab with. I think because uh, one of the actors in there wears New Balances, so like. Yeah, but like, is the shoe gonna be? Do you no, know if it's no, gonna be worn no, in the film? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's say, just like. Can you imagine being the like main character wearing the shoe? And oh be yeah. Like, no, can I just keep them? <laughs> right. Like, it's just my shoe. Can I just keep it? It's crazy, but I don't know. I think it's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool article. I think it's a pretty cool shoe. I, it's cool what they're they're able to do with sneakers these days. I would have never thought they'd be able to do I this. Know, right? But what you can integrate and stuff like we yeah. have the Swarovski right up there to your back corner that's got crystals in it. Yeah. And then like the Air Maxes would have them built in. These ones have like this these come with a screwdriver where you screw on that upper and yeah auto lacing shoes and you've got all different kind the color changing color changing was kind of big this year i know yeezy started getting into that and oh yeah yeah the just uv like all the different things yeah they're do. getting yeah, very the creative UV, the uv rays and stuff like yeah. that so i'm <laughs> $13,000 to go back to your initial question, $13,000. I don't know if I like the 550 model enough. Anyways, it is a one in one, one of one pair, but you're not even asking a good question because would I get it for $13,000? It doesn't matter. No one's getting them for that. It's going to go up. That is the starting right. price of the auction. Right. Would I get it for a million dollars? What it sells for? No, probably not. It's going to sell for a lot of money. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. I, it, it's a cool look. It's a cool design, but $13,000 starting price. Sounds good. I'm gonna put a bid in. If I could get it for thirteen thousand dollars, of course, I'd put it on credit because I'd sell it for <laughs> for five hundred thousand the next 500, day. Five <laughs> Well, I don't know about five hundred, but all right, moving on, Landon. What we got next? All right, so for our next article, we are going to be looking at the Nike Air Zoom GT Jump is finally set to release. So. Originally introduced back in March as part of the Nike Basketball Greater Than series, the AirZoom GT Jump is now ready to make its debut. So the Nike AirZoom GT Jump does come constructed with, you know, tooling with the tooling that includes a stacked Zoom Air system, a full-length Zoom Air strobe, a PBAX jump frame, and a jump wire woven upper. So I mean, this particular colorway is going to be highlighted with red, purple, blue, and neon contrasting accents. So you know, we actually did review the AirZoom GT uh, cut, cut and the of run, course, and the run, cut and the run. So, you know, I'm 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 pretty pumped for this shoe because it is going to complete the. It's so funny we were talking about it the other day. I'm yeah. like, I think the GT Jump just kind of fell off the face of the earth, and then, bang! It's like literally later on that day, it said, "Here's the first images. They're finally surfaced." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" But you know, what are your thoughts on this new shoe? Yeah, you know, about this, just like the design. You know how it's going to complete because you've edited my videos, so you kind of know what I talk about kind of how the first two shook up so what do you think about this well i don't know because like from 
from a look standpoint, when Landon first showed me these shoes, I was like, yo, these look just like the LeBrons that we just got in. They, I know. I had to look, double look. They look almost look like this LeBron 19 here. It's so it's so weird. I don't even know if they use the same uh, technology in them, but I don't know. It's it's interesting. You know, would you really need a shoe that makes you jump higher? Like, is is yes. that in basketball? 100%. Overcutting. Huh? Overcutting? Depends on what you struggle with. Are you going to jump from the three-point line and dunk? Am I? Not me. No, but... Maybe someone out there. But I don't not know. this. It's not like a moon shoe. It's no, not going to be that but much. That's but that's what I'm expecting. But you heard it. It was just like... What did it say? It was like... Because I, I, I looked at a photo of it, too. I'll have to show you the photo. But I mean, it looks like it's got like a spring in it. Yeah. Like every single like layer of cushioning. It's like, you know, P-Bex uh, frame. You got the strobe unit, the zoom air system. It's like... I'm I'm actually pretty excited for this. And one of my things I was like pointing out, you pointed out about the LeBron. I like literally went back. I was like, I don't think it necessarily looks like this LeBron, but it looks like a LeBron, like kind of the overall structure that yeah. some of his have followed in the past. But I just think it's kind of cool because like the GT cut was a low. Yeah. And then like the GT run was sort of a mid. So yeah. It went up a little higher. And like yeah. this is a high. So, yeah. you know, they kind of, they kind of, uh, top off or they kind of hit all three like the low mid high true, true. in just one little shoe line and i think it's kind of interesting because if you look at the photo it's got that same eclipse plate like the jordan 36s the 35 yeah. 34 yeah, yeah. that gap on yep. the bottom there so yeah. i honestly i always like that i think that's a a cool design having that little hollowed out part it's gonna be definitely interesting i'm i'm sure we're we're gonna get it in if it's hopefully it's a lot more uh in stock in stock GT. right but those were never hard to get they were just they just stopped being made yeah i think like they were selling out and well like, i think it was oh, the pandemic yeah, that really like, kind of oh, shut yeah. down production oh yeah that's true yeah well it was last it was last summer remember because we were yeah. doing it outside is when we had to, had to yeah that was like middle of covid no no no, that was like a year after middle of COVID. Middle of COVID, because I got married last summer. It was not. It was before then, though. It's huh? way before then. Yeah, it would have been more like March. So it was. Yeah. still, it wasn't like COVID wasn't over, but well, I it think was getting uh, anyway. It was well. I think it definitely shut down production. That's why there's not many GT cuts out there. Been, but I, wouldn't they have picked it back up by now? Then if they're already well, ready bet, to push, they're trying. Them. I bet you. I bet you. In like a few months, once GT the shipments come not in, released in I don't know how long. It's been months though. I've seen different colors. <clears throat> so like teased colorways. No, that live on like dicks. They just don't have many sizes. They have like eight. They have like a five. Eight and a half and like in fifteen. Should have bought the eight and a half. Probably could have sold it for like four hundred dollars. <laughs> but if it was actually live but on there. It's uh it's it's cool. I I don't know. I can't really say anything about them because I don't have happy. them in hand, but I'm just happy they finally are yeah. completing because it was rumored. It was like it was all I would talk it wasn't all I was talking about, but whenever I would talk about it, it's like it's a three pack, it's a three pack. Air zoom cut. Zoom, jump, jump run. zoom, run. Here you go. It's a three pack. No, look. Here's a GT cut. Here's a GT run. And then they couldn't even find photos. Like, yeah. not even a teased jump. It just finally came out. So I'm just happy they finally are at least putting it out there for us to see how it turns out. But yeah, moving on though, we're moving on to the Air Jordan 11, not the cool gray that's coming out tomorrow, but the Air Jordan 11 Adapt returns in the University Blue colorway. So these are the Air Jordan 11s that uses Nike's adaptive fit technology to perfectly lace up your shoes 
to your foot. This is a second colorway of the Adapt Jordan 11s. And personally, I do like this color, but I've always thought that Adapts are just so bulky because, you know, these shoes are built in electric mo motors and such, but they also do come with a wireless charging pad for your kicks as well. And then you can also use Nike's app to control your kicks and lace them up. So Landon, we've gotten these, you know, this Adapt shoe lie in, you know, what are your thoughts on the Nike Adapts? Is it is it something of the future or is it kind of gimmicky right now? And would you ever eventually buy self-lacing shoes or just this uh, Jordan 11 Adapt? I would love to. I would love to buy. Like, I haven't, we got the, uh, what did we get? We got the, like, the Adapt BB something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, What was it? The Air Mag ones. The ones yeah. that were, like, supposed to be the Marty McFly, the little Back to the Future colorway. And those were cool. Those were really sweet. But, like, I wonder how they are, like, performance-based. Because whenever you're talking about a Air Jordan 11, you can wear a casual. Right, right? no, it's definitely whenever casual. you're talking about Adapt BB, that's a basketball shoe. Yeah. And actually, one of my one of the kids on my brother's team actually plays in them. So I don't know how good they actually are, like, from, like, a because I've never actually performed in them or played true, in them or true. anything like that. But the concept is sweet. I do love, like, the, it's just about, like, about the details for me. Like, you're literally putting your shoes on a little charger. That's just cool. Like, I just think that that aspect is pretty cool. You can change the color. That's pretty cool. I think I would forget. I, I like, can you imagine like you bring the Adapt BBs and you're like, oh, coach, I can't play. Forgot to charge my shoes last Wait, what night. What does that have to do with anything? Surely that can't, that, that can't affect the actual shoe itself. It won't lace if you don't charge them. That would be the most ridiculous thing. I don't know if I believe <laughs> that. I haven't really dealt with it much. There's got to be, there's not a manual override. I don't think so. That'd be so weird. And how that's yeah, the whole concept is weird because I've actually it's the cool. We got in but... my size. I didn't even get to try them on. No, and I haven't really messed with them too much because I'm not like, uh, I guess, big into like the whole auto lacing adapting. Yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. cool. All honestly, the price range is always a little higher, so I normally like just don't even consider about for personal at all. So, I mean, the shoe though, the shoes look clean. Air Jordan 11s a really nice model. They've done it on Air Jordan 11s before too. I don't remember. What yeah, the this color is the second was. colorway. I can't yeah, remember the, what the, the first one. And the blue was. is going to look better because yeah. the university blue is always great. I think it was like a crimson or something like that is what they released in uh, the first time. But I will give you the Air Jordan 11 Adapt does look a little bulkier. Yeah, like it does look it does look a little bit bulky. Well, it has to be. It but... has to be. It's going to have to be. But I mean, it, it'll be it'll be OK. I think that I am going to stay away from that for a while just personally because I don't like how the retail. Obviously, I understand why the retail price is higher because it has to be whenever you put, you know, that much more into a shoe. Right. The same reason, like, you know, these what Jordan one Vortex that are like right over here to my right. They retail for 200. Right. Because they put, you know, the water resistant right. material it's waterproof. and all the extra stuff. Sometimes that's why they, you know, jump the price up a little bit. So I kind of, kind of feel that's, uh, that's, that's kind of my stance on the Air Jordan 11 adapt, but yeah, but moving on, Landon, what do we got next? All right. So our next article is going to be, did Deadstock coffee and Adidas just released the greatest coffee sneaker collab ever? So the shoes in question officially named the Deadstock coffee Adidas ZX launched in a vanishingly or launched in vanishingly limited quantities as just 150 pairs were made. And now they are completely sold out. According to Deadstock founder, Ian Williams, he said they're gone. And I mean, gone, gone. So the shoe itself is worth taking a closer look into an intricate interplay of coffee references, embellishments and evocations uh, with a through with a thorough line of design and intentionality. So from the real burlap to, to the uh, screen printed three stripes to the Easter egg details, just throughout the entire shoe, it just begs the question if there has ever been a coffee sneaker collection 
collab like this one. So, you know, I guess apparently Adidas approached Deadstock about the idea a few years ago and they kind of pushed it back because they said that like if they were going to do it, they wanted it to come out super nice. Right. So they had been working on them. But, you know, like I said, super limited quantities, not one of one like your New Balance shoe, but one of 150, 150 pairs were made. So I guess the day that like they released, which was like on Black Friday, there was a line all the way around the shop just trying to get the shoes. And they even released online a little bit. Oh, they really? just sold out immediately of course you know it's only 150 shoes you can get bots that'll check those out in right. about four seconds so i mean the uh the the quantity was super limited the shoe was super clean honestly it looks really nice i'm not like super big into coffee or anything like that i know that's more of a more of your thing but yeah i guess they were kind of originally working on more than just one color scheme there was like a mocha like a latte color scheme but you know the details on the shoe are crazy i think that's what uh makes them so limited is like the personal touch like the screen printed all the different stuff like that and it hasn't even shown up on resale markets like you can't find that's it. it's crazy 150 pairs so I think a lot of like the purpose was to get them to like uh, right true fans right like, customers of the people so that's why they did it in store and they were even they were online saying like the ones that sold online they even believe were to like true customers of the shoe but I'm like you can't, I don't tell. know how you're gonna monitor that right. maybe like what were you doing screening names of people that were trying to check it out like right. yeah you get approval you don't but you know just a lot of the pairs were sold to customers I know but what do you think about this release I think it's pretty cool I think it's a it's a cool concept I don't really like the you know the zx model <laughs> i think i think it'd be really cool on something else i don't know i just okay a ton of models that they can really customize you know like the adidas hype really relies on a lot of yeezy right what like maybe an ultra boost maybe an nmd what else do you nmd gonna... would be cool yeah, i think an nmd though, but he's but... not all that different i don't know yeah you know? i think they need a better model they need to go a you know customization like the jordan one the jordan low the right they NX need a 90 i mean they have like a the superstar is kind of equivalent to like you know the 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 forum a little is a bit right now the forum they should have done a forum lower high maybe but that's what yeah bad bunny yeah forums would have been good the, i the think too been it's okay to go I, right now. I i really like the bag i think that's a cool concept that it comes in kind of like a uh, kind of a kind of sack kind of like a coffee bag i think that's pretty cool i wonder if they smell like coffee i bet they do but I don't know. I think it's I think it's cool that a coffee brand, especially a brand called Deadstock Coffee, like it makes total sense that Adidas reached out to them. I think that's a cool concept. I wish it was more involved with more than just 150 pairs. I wonder why they limited it so much, but I think it's because of the details. That's the only reason I could think that they'd really limit it right. to uh, that specific low amount of shoes. It's right. just, they were screen printing some of the stuff and all that different stuff. Yeah, or or maybe just, they just wanted to test it out with them, you know. But I, I think it's a really cool Old concept. Coffee shop getting their collab. I yeah. guess they've been working on it for a while. So I mean, I'm not. I wasn't expecting Deadstock Coffee to get a collab. You know, why not like Starbucks? We're Starbucks on this. Starbucks getting on sneakers. Collab. That'd be crazy. I think they should. That'd be really cool. Starbucks logo on the tongue. Little green highlights with everywhere. Adidas. Starbucks needs to collab with Jordan right. and Nike. If nah. Really do it. Here's the thing. Nike doesn't do that. Only Adidas what, like does. Brand, like retailer? No, like, like, does like odd things like that. Nike's like more, kind of like people focused. They do like, like a lot of high fashion stuff, right? Like the Amam and Yeah, yeah. the like Dior, the yeah. 
Sakai, like Fragment. That. Adidas does put out more like random stuff. Like, yeah, they do, they do a whole bunch of like Simpsons. Yeah, and, just like random like TV show collapse, yeah. Scooby Doo, yeah. Mystery Machine type Monsters Inc. shoes and stuff like that. And they obviously Lego. just had that Kerwin Frost with the uh, human face collab. Oh boy, that shoe was so crazy. still my nightmares. I honestly that shoe was. Oh, horrifying so <laughs> scary but no he said oh we got one right here we got imagine a duncan collab duncan donuts. duncan duncan donuts but what is your logo would you, even would, what you, would you put it on duncan's a d duncan nike dunk duncan donuts yo that'd be sick what the if, nike duncan donuts low if 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 <laughs> nike came that's back good. they went oh okay that's cute duncan or they, that's cute dead saw coffee here's nike's duncan donuts dunks nike dunk in donuts what in the world? Whoa, dude! Nike, we need to get on the phone with Nike. Call us up, dude. That would actually you heard it here first. I would, I would want those Nike so Dunk. bad. That makes you wonder what other shoes out there are there that you could do that with. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna spend the rest of the stream trying to think about it. Yeah, though. but we don't have That's time solid. for that. Landon, <laughs> wrap us up. We got on our last episode, our last article. What do we got? Okay, so for our last article of the day, we are going to have the. Yeezy Boost 350 V2 Beluga is releasing with reflective threads. So Adidas Yeezy really hit their stride near the latter half of the year. Each month has just been more release packed than the uh, previous month. So the Yeezy Boost 350 V2 Beluga reflective is appearing for the first time following the non-reflective version they released in 2016. So the colorway, it's going to follow like uh, the original very closely. The prime net's going to be speckled with the orange accents and somewhat kind of drowned out by that gray upper they come dressed with the silhouettes classic sp sply 350 branding of course and then you're going to have the fanfare uh reflective threads that kind of spread throughout the entire shoe so it's going to be ending the year on a bright and festive note so you know the yeezy 350 it's it's my favorite model oh yeah uh, for sure of all time but you know what are your thoughts on this release uh i think it's cool that they're bringing it back i didn't know when you were talking to me about this article i didn't know that it was they've never done a reflective i always thought they always did a reflective of both colorways when these it's were released always but usual like i mean i remember the I blacks the, the black ref they were it yeah it was like it very limited reflective quantities and then it was a little bit reflective or not just non-reflective would always just be like retail price oh or, or, right the true true and reflective would always sell for more yeah like if you're a reseller so I don't know. I've heard uh, some rumors that there's over a million pairs sold of these. I don't know if they're all going to be reflective, but assuming that you're only releasing reflective, maybe. But I don't know. I think it's cool because a lot of people did miss out on this in 2017. I think the hype is still there for Yeezy 350s. Oh, it, it, the hype will never go away for but, 350s until like they have to start retroing them. But I mean, resale on them? I don't know. Is it is it gonna hold? Is it gonna be like one of the creams? The creams where they had over a million pairs and it actually held and it was really good. What about the Zion's? The Zion's they had a ton of pairs. Zion's and they did dip and they for dipped a long time, hard. But they came back. They did. They came back. They did. They come. They've come back. Okay. At, to a to a like a good. I hope so, a man. Good place. Those Not things... like a great place, but a good place. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm excited. Uh, hopefully we get them in because I've. I remember seeing those shoes and I was like, like, wow, what are those? That was like one of the first shoot, like one of the first Yeezys I've ever, ever seen. So it'd be really cool to kind of full circle to get them back. Like, oh, we were just babies. Yeezy, uh, I guess Yeezy just had that new compact model release. This is kind of what they look like. Yeah. Socknet. Yeah. It comes in a different box too. It's a socknet. It honestly has a really nice feel to it. It feels like, uh, 
it is going to be one of those uh, free run shoes that you put your foot in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, it just expands. Right. So I feel like this is going to expand. It's very thick. And it's going to, like, mold to your foot really well. But, like, just the look of the 350, I just feel like they really knocked. Yeah, you know, they did. Design, they did so good. Kind of out of the park. So, I yeah. mean, that's the 350s. I don't think there's ever going to be a real issue as far as. But just with, with, with the way the market is now, it's like there's not really a G. I don't even want to say GR, but, like, a. Uh, like a like a color scheme you can put out there that's not a collab that you can just buy in full confidence that like this shoe's gonna do amazing. Like every single shoe, the Jordan three, whatever color, the Royalties did well. Light fusion red Jordan ones are selling for like forty bucks under retail. Yeah. Jordan one highs. It's, well those that's were crazy. Well won't there wasn't those they're nice. women's or no were those No no, no the women's court purples kinda did the oh, same those thing. Things all too. like like smaller yeah, sizes I don't know. are all tanked, and it's a really clean shoe. So it just like it's a weird period we're going through for resale. But this 350, I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm glad they're bringing it back. I mean, December's already been crazy. There's already a 700 drop today. Uh, you got some more. I think foam runners are dropping tomorrow. So it's just I don't know why adidas did it but adidas is literally dumping everything that they know i know they a, got a bunch of December. restocks coming too like they got uh foam runners restocking, slides, slides restocking and stuff like that it's overwhelming it's definitely yeezy december here what is it what is it called yeezember something like that you're yeah. making that up no i swear i saw that you saw yeezember yeah it doesn't flow off the tongue yeezember yeezember yeah yeezember yeezember if, instead of December, I'm trying to think of a better way to put it, but I got nothing. It's still not good. <laughs> I don't right. like it. December. December. Nope. 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 That's gonna be a good place to uh, wrap up this episode. <laughs> That's gonna be, uh, wrap up this episode of Laced Up. Thank you guys for taking some time to watch. But until next time, peace. <laughs>